everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm excited to be with you for the next hour or so. To listen to us, go to NachumSiegel.com and click on the Listen Here or Listen Now button in the top left corner. It's very exciting to have the show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show airs Thursday afternoons from 5 to 6 p.m., Friday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m., and then again on Sunday at noon until 1 p.m. There's really lots going on here, and we're excited to get right into it. Uh, The Jewish Reaction is presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, and... Yachad, the department which I'm a part of, is one of the larger parts of the organization, and we are focused on working with people with disabilities and making sure and doing what we can to continue to promote inclusion within the Jewish community. Uh, Always a lot going on, lots to get to today. I'm excited that we have two great guests who are going to be joining me. First, we're going to be speaking with Ian Lurie, who's the director of Los Angeles Yachad, and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Yachad in L.A., all of the upcoming programs and some amazing programs that have just took taken place. And then second, I'm going to be joined by, I'm not going to give his name, but I'm going to be joined by somebody who's no newcomer to the Nachum Siegel Network, but somebody who is new to the Orthodox Union and is very exciting uh, that we have him here. So we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Um, but there's one thing I wanted to talk about, which is actually concluding today. Um, Yachad runs a birthright trip. And for those of you who don't know, birthright um is a really an incredible, incredible opportunity that allows young Jewish youths from all over the world uh, to have an opportunity free of charge uh, to visit Israel. Uh, their base only requirements are that you need to be between 18 and 27 years old and have never been on an organized trip to Israel before. And there are thousands and thousands of people who fall into this category uh, to the point when I was in Israel, I think it was three years ago, uh, there were giant billboards and, and street signs all over the place in Yerushalayim declaring that Birthright was excited to announce that they have just recently had their 200,000th uh, participant. Uh, that means that 200,000, as of three years ago, 200,000 people have gone to Israel for free on an organized trip to get to see and experience the land of Israel like many of us have previously had the opportunity to do. And it's really just an incredible opportunity. Um, so Yachad organizes... Uh, two birthright trips throughout the year, one which is in Israel right now. They're actually flying home um, today, and the second is in May and June, um, and it gives an opportunity for young adults with disabilities um, who, for some, it's very difficult to make the trip to Israel, but Yacha, together with Birthright, pulls off an amazing 10 days in Israel, and they get to see everything from the north to the south, and Yerushalayim has been the Shabbos in the Old City, as well as going to Masada and the Dead Sea, spending a day in Tel Aviv, and just having a fun time, having an incredible trip, and getting to just tour the land of Israel as every Jew should. Uh, so, like I said, right now, our birthright trip, which is led by Nicole Bodner, who's there with an incredibly dedicated staff um, of Yachad volunteers and participants touring the land of Israel, having an amazing time. Uh, we were hoping to try and have Nicole join us by phone, um, but their flight is taking off, as I said now, so that's not going to happen. But we're hopefully going to have Nicole join us next week so that we can discuss uh, the birthright trip. You know, the birthright trip, it's incredible. I know one story in particular is a young woman with disabilities. She's 26 years old, and she's from southern Florida, uh, has never been to Israel before. And her grandfather's dream uh, before he passed away was that his granddaughter with a severe disability will be able to spend 
uh, some time in Israel and to be able to actually be bat mitzvah in Israel. And what we were able to pull off, all done by Nicole and her incredible staff, was to actually arrange for her to have her bat mitzvah in Israel on top of Masada. Uh, for those of you who have been there, you know how gorgeous and amazing uh, the mountaintop of Masada is. And to be able to, for Yachad and Birthright together, to be able to put on a bat mitzvah for a 26-year-old woman who had not had one previously uh, is really just incredible. So that's really just so exciting that it was able to, that we're able to put that together and to find people from all across the United States um, young adults who have disabilities to be able to to go to Israel um, is just awesome. And while they were there, of course, which we've spoken about a number of times, Yachad has a chapter in Israel, which is led by Lisa Rich, who gets a mazel tov for getting married last week. Uh, and together with Yoel Sturman, the two of them run Yachad Israel. And there are two exciting programs uh, coming up. Actually, one, I'm sorry, that already happened, which was just a Saturday night get-together on Ben Yehuda Street, where Yachad Israel was able to get together with Birthright, and they just spent the evening Saturday night on Ben Yehuda Street making s'mores and getting to introduce people to Yachad and to Birthright and just to have a good time. And the second program, which I think is very exciting for those of you who have um, either if you yourself are in Israel for the year or if you have children learning in yeshiva or seminary in Israel for the year, uh, we have a special Shabbaton coming up uh, the weekend, this coming weekend, I'm sorry, January 11th and 12th. Uh, Shabbos Parshas Va'ira, we're going to have a men's-only Shabbaton taking place at Yeshiva HaKotel. So the ability to spend the Shabbos together with Yachad in the Old City, overlooking the Kotel, is surely something not to be missed. If that's something you're interested in, please contact Yoel and or Lisa at IsraelYachad at OU.org, and you can certainly get involved that way. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try to get hold of uh, my guest, our first guest Ian Lurie is gonna be joining us on the phone uh, from LA. Uh, but before we do that, let me just tell you a little bit um, about what else we're gonna be getting to here. Well, we spoke about birthright already. Now we're gonna talk about LA Yachad, and I mentioned that we have a very exciting guest uh, coming up in a little bit who's gonna join us, a newcomer to the OU, but no newcomer uh, to Jewish radio. Um, and just wanted to reiterate one program that we spoke about last week, the uh, vocational programs here at Yachad. Uh, together with the OU Job Board, is putting on the first ever Yachad Job Fair geared towards helping to find employment for those young adults or adults with disabilities. Um, And that job fair is going to be happening on March 7th in downtown Manhattan. If you're interested or you know somebody who might be interested, please please pass along the information to email us at jufjobs.com at OU.org. That's again, jufjobs at OU.org. Or you can call the Yachad office at 212-613-8229. So before we get to to Ian, to our first guest, let's play a a quick song. We have a beautiful song, which is uh, sung by Baruch Levine, and this is Vizakaini. Zakeni legadel, banim uvnei vanim, chachomim unevoinim. Oi 
And that was Vizakeni by Baruch Levine. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. And we're being joined now on the phone by Ian Lurie, who is the Director of Los Angeles Yachad. Welcome to The Jewish Reaction, Ian. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be on the show. Ah, it is great to have you. Ian, you are the Director of LA Yachad. This is your first year as the Director uh, for previous years, you were the assistant director. Um, why don't you just tell everybody how you got involved in Yachad? Well, in high school, uh, I was approached by the leaders of Yachad uh, who were upperclassmen, and they encouraged me to start coming to the weekly events that we had, and I did, uh, starting in ninth grade and then in 10th grade, and then I went on uh, Yachad summer program in Israel called Yad Biyad, and that's really where I kind of had a transformation with Yachad, and after that I was totally hooked and addicted, and I just could not stop from that point on. Wow, so just from attending, I assume like your first time at any Yachat program was a Shabbaton, correct? My first time actually was not a Shabbaton, because Shabbatons were a more recent uh, development in L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, over the last few years. So we only had weekly programming, but we had indoor miniature golf and different social events and bowling. We were always hoping for that first Shabbaton, but that only happened uh, after I had already left college, actually when I came back to start working for Yachat. Oh, wow, because last week on the show we actually spoke with uh, Lomo Freshman, who you know, who's who last year was an active Yachad high school student from Chicago, who's now spending a year at Yeshiva Leiv HaTorah in Israel, and he was telling us that his first um, interaction with Yachad was actually a local Chicago Shabbaton, and then he had a similar story to you, where he just fell in love with it, went on Yad Biyad, and the rest, as they say, is history. Exactly. I, Shlomo Freshman was my camper on Yad Biyad. Really? That's right. My third time on Yad Biyad when I was there as a counselor, uh, Shlomo was uh, was one of my campers and a true uh, up-and-coming star in Yachad. How many uh, times did you go on Yad Biyad? I went on it twice as a camper. Once I did the Yad Biyad West Coast uh, trip, and then the following summer I did Yad Biyad Israel. And a few years later, after I had worked for Yachad and various other summer programs, I went back as a counselor on Yad Biyad. And then to continue in in uh, showing the similarities between actually you, your story and Shlomo's story, since you started getting involved in Yachad, your entire family has kind of followed suit. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family's involvement, your siblings' involvement? Sure. Well, I was actually introduced to Yad Biyad by my older sister, who uh, was looking for not just a trip to Israel, but really a meaningful trip to Israel, a way to spend her summer after 10th grade. And she had found Yad Biyad, and she went on it and had the summer of her life, uh, which encouraged me to then get involved with Yachad when I was in high school. Um, and after I went on Yad Biyad, I have three younger siblings, one sister, was always looking more for a medical direction, so she was looking for internships, but she was incredibly involved locally. But my other two siblings, one went on Yad Biyad uh, three summers ago when I was a counselor as well, which was a very uh, fun experience for the two of us. And this past summer, my youngest sister, Robbie, was a camper on Yad Biyad Israel uh, to be the fourth Lurie child uh, attending a Yad Biyad program. Wow. So... Let's take a step back. So your brother, Brandon, you're referring to, who spent Yad B- the summer with Yad Biyad with you um, when you were on your third time and first as a counselor. You and Brandon, Brandon's been involved with Yachat also for years. Last year, Brandon ran with Team Yachat in the Miami Marathon. And this year, you're running with Team Yachat in the Miami Marathon together with the largest group we've ever had from L.A. Uh, with more than 20 runners. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the excitement going on uh, in Los Angeles surrounding Team Yachat's running in the Miami Marathon, which is actually coming up in three weeks from Sunday. Well, everyone in L.A. is incredibly, incredibly excited about the experience. 
Last year, uh, the team from L.A. was led by a few of our most passionate high school, uh, high school leaders. My brother was one of them. And I think that their experience last year and coming back and telling people about it, along with the additional growth and the up-and-coming leadership that we have, I think everyone was just overwhelmed by the opportunity to get to support such a wonderful cause like Yachad. And on top of that, it wasn't just supporting it, but it was also really knowing that uh, to be able to participate in a run like this in an inclusive atmosphere with other people with special needs uh, and just running for the cause of inclusion, I think it was just so exciting for all of the participants that we have out here. And it translated into, you know, a five-fold uh, representation from L.A., where now we have uh, over 20 runners. My assistant, uh, Oreed Segei, and her husband are both running. I'm running with my wife and my youngest sister, Ravi. And uh, it's really just been contagious. The King Yachad fever has uh, spread all over L.A. Has it started where, you know, the, the high school students who are running, when they're in school now, they, they realize, like, hey, this is coming up in two weeks. I apologize. I said three weeks earlier, but this is coming up in two weeks. This is going to be awesome, or is it more something that's, you know, everybody knows that they're doing, but right now they've got so much on their plate that it hasn't really started to, to come to the forefront yet? A lot of the kids have been training really, really hard. I mean, they're trying to keep me in check and making sure that I'm doing my running. Have you been doing your running? I have been running around doing a lot of things and I try to run while doing it. <laughs> so uh, you're running around <laughs> is not exactly training, but you're you're considering it training. Exactly. Gotcha. But, no, I have been training. I had a minor setback with uh, with my knee, but now I'm uh, back in the training mode and I'm very excited. We actually have a Team Yachad LA Facebook group where we try to coordinate with one another if we're going for runs or trying to exercise or share strategies uh, to get everybody on the same page so that when we get to Miami, we actually feel like we're a team as opposed to just 20 individual runners uh, showing up for the same cause. Wow. So even for the last few months leading up to the training, everybody's kind of working together and making sure that everybody has who to run with, what to do. They're sure about their sharing ideas about fundraising or training or stretching or whatever is involved. That's really incredible. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a really uh, great idea, and I think that it's helped with the, with the team cohesiveness. And we also had uh, Coach Jazz, Yachad's uh, head coach for uh, Team Yachad, and uh, she came out and did an incredibly, uh, incredibly uh, intense workout uh, for all of us, I think everybody left sore and reminded that uh, there's certainly a lot more work to do in terms of uh, preparing oneself for uh, a marathon or a half marathon, which is an ambitious goal in and of itself. Right. Wow. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined on the phone by Ian Lurie, the director of Los Angeles Yachad. Tell us a little bit about the uh, program that Yachad Los Angeles took part in two weeks ago, together with NCA. Every year, uh, Yaha joins NCSY uh, twice, once in the winter and once in the spring for their, uh, what's called their regional Shabbatons. It's uh, the regional gatherings of all the NCSY chapters uh, on the West Coast, which is over 10 chapters or so. And for the last decade, um, Yaha has joined NCSY at each and every one of these uh, Shabbatons. And it creates an environment and an atmosphere uh, where inclusion is so uh, tangible uh, and people are so inspired by having Yachad there. Yachad gives Divrei Torah. Uh, and this year we really tried to become an even more integrated and uh, integral part of the Shabbaton itself uh, by working together with the West Coast NCSY staff. So let's really give a great shout-out to Rabbi Effie Goldberg and Rabbi Sali Hess of NCSY West Coast, who have really 
you know, fallen in love with, with both Ian and with Yachad in terms of trying to involve Yachad LA and our Yachad members on the West Coast uh, even more so into their NCSY programs. Um, Ian, this was going back a while ago, but I remember seeing some incredible, amazing pictures. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the Yachat LA Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, sure. Uh, well, the, the theme for this year that, uh, that I decided on was we're calling it the Yachat LA World Tour, uh, where each month of the year we're identifying a different country and uh, dedicating one event towards exploring that country. So we began the year with the Mexican kickoff, uh, and we celebrated Mexico as our inaugural month. Then in November, uh, we went to the American November. December was the Greek December. This month, because of January, it's cold. We're calling it the North Pole January, and we just had a ice cream making event. Uh, but for Thanksgiving, I thought that, you know, it's a really wonderful opportunity when uh, so many kids are off from school uh, and so many of our Yaka members are also on vacation, uh, where some people are very privileged and have the opportunity to have uh, a lunch or a Thanksgiving feast or a suuda with their uh, respective families, but others are less fortunate and don't necessarily have that to go to. So I said, why don't we have a Yachad Thanksgiving feast, which we had never done before, uh, and it was really an incredible success. We had uh, over 40 people there. We had beautifully carved turkey. We had stuffing. Uh, we did some arts and crafts projects. It was at the time when uh, Israel was uh, potentially preparing for for war, so we wrote notes to the soldiers, uh, thanking them for their service while we were celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, and we also wrote, uh, we made thankful fours, uh, and we, uh, each person wrote inside their number four what they were thankful for for the year. Wow. That must have been awesome. That must have been a really, you know, really great event, especially doing it around an American holiday, something that, you know, many people do celebrate and enjoy, and just must have been really a lot of fun to be a part of that. It was, and it kind of uh, transformed the day for me. A lot of times I think it becomes a day where people are just on vacation or they watch football, uh, whatever it might be. But this, I think, gave uh, a whole new meaning to really celebrating Thanksgiving because I think people are thankful for uh, their involvement with Yachad and what Yachad gives them and the opportunities it affords them. And I think people are just happy to celebrate uh, the special occasions together with Yachad. Yeah, I think that's really totally awesome. Uh, Ian, taking a step back, something that we spoke about a little bit before, and I don't know how neither of us brought this up, but you actually met your wife on Yad Biyad. I mean, the, the goal of Yad Biyad, let's be very clear, is not a uh, matchmaking service. The goal of Yad Biyad is to provide inclusive programming uh, for high school students as well as Yacha members uh, to be able to tour Israel together as one cohesive, inclusive group. But you met your wife when you were on Yad Biyad. I did. We are one of the, uh, what I like to consider, you know, one of the great success stories of Yad Biyad. Uh, we met our first summer on Yad Biyad, and it was actually a trip that I was only, I considered not going on it uh, because it was returning back to my West Coast, uh, back to my home ground. And uh, I was approached by some of the counselors, and they said, you really need to go on this program. After I had been at the orientation for only, you know, less than a day, I told my parents, I'm here for the, for the long haul. That's I'm it. I'm, I'm done. I'm sold. I'm going. I, that's right. I didn't even want to go back home. I just wanted to be on the trip. <laughs> um, it happened to be that I was able to get some home cooking, and uh, we actually had a bunch of the programs stay at our house. Um, but, you know, I met, uh, I ended up meeting my wife. I didn't know it at the time, but uh, I think on the odd you really get to meet such incredible people who, uh, you know, aren't just on some other program. And it happened to be that from one summer to the next, you know, we just kept doing Yachad. We went on back-to-back Yad Biyad programs. Then we were counselors for Yachad's getaway program uh, in the mountains. Um, and then the following summer, we were at Morosha, 
uh, working for Yachad Bank there, and then we went on uh, to, you know, the married life uh, as a Yachad couple. Wow. So, and you went together with your wife, Sharona, you're going to run the Miami Marathon with Team Yachad in two weeks. We are. I think we're planning on doing a combination of running and walking. Well, we that, that's what I was going to ask you. More about the walking and running. Are you guys going to do this together? Is this competitive? Like, d- does it matter who wins? Or are you really okay with the fact that you're running together, be Yachad, raising money for Yachad, and it's a nice, friendly, let's do it together? Or is this really going to go head-to-head and we're going to see who crosses the finish line first? Well, we're planning on uh, starting Biachad, and then uh, I'll probably get to the finish line a little bit ahead of her. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell her you just said that? I think she's listening. So uh, I, I would right safely assume she is. So that's well, now. It's actually the- been it's been a sore subject. Sharona, my wife, would really like me to uh, run alongside her, and I told her that I'm happy to do so as long as she's running alongside me. So we'll see uh, where that leads. So, but you'll have no problem leaving her behind. I feel like she'll be in very good company with, you know, the other thousands of runners. <laughs> well, that's the second reference. Um, or going back to earlier edition when um, yesterday, uh, sorry, earlier this morning, Ian and I joined Nachum Siegel live in the studio on the JM and the AM show, um, where previously Nachum and I had challenged Miriam Wallach, who's the general manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, who's also running with Team Yachad at Miami, that we challenged her to actually win the race. You know, the goal is for Miriam to try and win this and run the full marathon, even though she's only signed up for the half only, uh, and to cross that finish line in two hours, which would actually be a new record for the Miami Marathon. And now we have another challenge here between Ian and Sharona Lurie, um, trying to find out which one of them is going to cross that finish line first. That is clearly risen to the level of being a little bit competitive here. It, it has. I think that my wife is hoping that, you know, I run for a few miles and then my knee starts to hurt and I slow down and then, you know, we catch up with one another and we get to cross that line together. So you think you, your wife is hoping that you get hurt? <laughs> no, yeah, I realize that that might not come across sounding so great. No, I think she's looking forward to the company. The truth is, uh, you know, we've she's been so supportive of all the programming out here and together, uh, you know, a lot of what we do, uh, we really do together, even though I'm the one who's officially running the program. And Yahad has just done so much for us that it's a real privilege for us to be able to run together in whatever uh, respect it might be uh, for the marathon. And, you know, we're so happy to be able to run with so many other uh, outstanding teams and the rest of Team Yaha, the hundreds of other runners with uh, Team Yaha. It will most definitely be an incredible weekend, incredible incredible run on Sunday morning. It's really going to be great. And of course, uh, Nachum Siegel will be joining us for that weekend down in Miami. We're going to be doing JM in the AM Friday morning live from our hotel, the Marco Polo Polo Hotel in Sunny Isles Beach. And then again, we're also going to be doing um, another show Sunday morning on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com, which we're going to be doing really very cool. We're going to be doing from Team Yachad's Tent at the finish line. So as runners are crossing the finish line, we'll give them a chance to, you know, rest a little bit, get something to eat and something to drink, and then we're going to have runners being interviewed on the air by Nachum Siegel moments, minutes, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes after they cross the finish line, so that should really be very cool. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Elliot Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined now by Ian Lurie, who's the director of Yachad Los Angeles. Uh, before we get into talking about Yachad LA and what's going on out there on the West Coast, let's listen to the Chavra singing Lecha. Lecha Hashem Atula. 
And that was the Chevra singing Lecha here on the Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, you're listening to Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined together uh, with Ian Lurie, the director of Los Angeles Yachad. Uh, Ian, why don't you tell us a little bit, now that you're the director of LA Yachad, what's been going on out there? What's the vibe like? What kind of programs and events are you doing? Who is it for? How many people are coming? T- t- you know, describe LA Yachad. Sure. Um, the chapter for the last, uh, chapter has been around for a little over a decade in L.A., and I had the opportunity, uh, like I said earlier, to be involved in high school, and then while I was in college at UCLA, I served as the assistant director. Uh, this year, I've had the opportunity to take it over full-time, and uh, my goal at the beginning of the year, I really wanted to get Yachad's name out there in the community a lot more. I wanted people to know the services and the programming that Yachad L.A. was providing, uh, and we have weekly events. Sometimes we have more than one event a week. Um, and the idea is really to connect two uh, populations who unfortunately are frequently uh, separated just by uh, society. Through Yachad, uh, individuals with special needs are able to meet friends of theirs, um, typically developing teams in an inclusive atmosphere. And our goal is really to provide programming that's fun and enjoyable for everyone and people of all ages. Wow. So how do you how do you do all that? What kind of programs are you doing aside from you know we spoke about the Thanksgiving uh, party and we spoke about joining NCSY on their West Coast regional? How do you find you know the the either the Yachan members and also the high school students to be able to find the time to be able to to do all this with you know school and everything else that's going on? It's really an incredible thing that that, that these students are able to find the time to 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 fit Yachad into their busy schedules. For sure. Um, I think that, you know, the, the wonderful thing about Yachad is uh, we don't require anyone to give a weekly commitment because nobody who participates with Yachad is a volunteer. Uh, everyone is really a participant. So the same way, you know, someone socializes with friends, we hope that they come and enjoy uh, hanging out with Yachad for an hour. Uh, I think that the key for me over the past few years has been really trying to identify the events that are going to be successful and appealing for everyone. So, you know, to name a few, we did uh, tie-dye, we went to a Clipper game uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we had a bowling night and we had a movie night, we have some Shabbatons, um, and we really just try to keep the event uh, very up-to-date and fun, and uh, I actually frequently turn to my high school board, uh, which is made up, uh, it's an inclusive board itself because we have individuals with special needs on the board, um, and we feel that uh, their suggestions, you know, the entire board as a whole, really have a very good good sense of what people are looking for, what would attract people uh, to events, and so far they've done really an incredible job, so they make my life a lot easier. Wow, I guess that always helps, having other people helping you out, working together, making sure that everything gets done. Um, we're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad. And I'm being joined by Ian Lurie, the director of Los Angeles Yachad, who's also looking forward to uh, in two weeks from Sunday, together with his wife, we're actually, as we discussed, maybe not together with his wife, uh, running the Miami <laughs> Half Marathon to raise money for Yachad. If you're interested in sponsoring Ian or his wife, Sharona, you can visit us at teamyachad.com. Simply find their names. That's Ian Lurie or Sharona Lurie. Or if you want to sponsor them together, you can do that on Team Lurie. Uh, you can sponsor them there as generously as you are able. Um, and with that, I want to thank Ian Larry for joining us. Ian, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Really looking forward. Thanks for having me. You got it, Ian. All the best. 
You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm about to be joined by our mystery guest, somebody who is no secret to the Nachum Siegel Network, as he's very familiar and very popular here, but who is a newcomer to the Orthodox Union. Uh, so he'll be joining us in just a couple of minutes, and right before he does, let's listen to one last song. This song is going to be from Shalshelis, Volume 1, is going to be Miha'ish.
Shalshelis on volume one. Uh, I am joined here now by Mayor Fertig, who is new to the Orthodox Union, who is the new Chief Communications Officer from here, and he's coming to us uh, where he was previously served as the Director of Media Relations at Yeshiva University after having been the Managing Editor at WCBS 880 AM in New York and the Editor-in-Chief at the Jewish Star. So welcome to the Jewish Reaction and welcome to the Orthodox Union. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Is it nice to be here? It is very nice to ah, be here. Very nice to be here. I'm very impressed with this radio setup you have here. Well, this is, you know, this is the Orthodox Union where everything is first class all the way. Well, that's wonderful. And it's the Nachum Siegel Network where, again, everything is first class all the way. That's for sure. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background? Well, how uh, you got into this? I got into this uh, really by accident. I uh, I knew from a pretty young age that I wanted to work in radio. That was really where I started. Uh, went from radio into uh, into journalism specifically. Uh, you know, starting with JM and the AM, and then uh, to WCBS Radio. Um, after uh, a period of years, I found myself working in print, uh, whereas at the Jewish Star as the publisher and editor. Uh, and then uh, YU came calling and asked if I would be interested in coming there. And you had gone the, to YU, correct? I, I went to MTA. I you did not MTA. actually go okay. to YU. And, uh, so I, it was like the mothership calling you home. 
It was, in a sense. It was also <laughs> a really interesting opportunity. I had never, you know, most people who work in journalism, not most, I shouldn't say most, but many, many people who work in journalism absolutely refuse to consider the possibility that they would ever go work in public relations or media relations. It's it's verboten, it's anathema that you would ever think about doing so. It's total selling out, frankly. <laughs> And you admit it. It is total selling out. That's how, that's how many, many people who work in journalism view this. But there's a big difference here. When YU comes calling, um, you're not going to, you know, pitch, you know, diapers or, you know, or household cleaning products to somebody. You suddenly discover that you have skin in the game, that you're doing something meaningful and important personally. Uh, that's how I felt. Obviously, I can't speak for every journalist who ever got approached to go work in, in, in public relations, but that's really how I felt about it. And I was at a point in time at the Jewish Star where I was ready to consider a change. And uh, they, they came at the right time and said the right thing. And the idea of going to work for YU was very, very exciting. So I did. And I had an amazing amazing experience. There. So would you say that was now something similar that with the Orthodox Union, you would have that same feeling giving back to the Jewish community, being a part of the Jewish community? I think there's a lot of it. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I never expected to leave YU quite so soon. I was not there all that long. Um, the, OU, um, the OU was very kind to be a little bit persistent. <laughs> and, um, and they offered me an opportunity that professionally was great, but also it did have exactly what you described. It had that same element of doing something very important for the community and, and, and something that matters and something that will have, God willing, have a lasting impact. So something that I got to tell you, I spoke to Miriam Wallach about this, the general manager of the Nochem Siegel Network, a little bit earlier. Right. And if you think about it, or I guess if, if you know about it, you're actually following me in everything that I do. That's amazing. Interesting, right? I used to work at Yeshiva University. Right. What'd I worked you do in that? the Office of Admissions. Right. Recruiting and traveling around the country speaking oh, you about were a recruiter, YU. Really? I was. Oh, among my favorite people at YU are the recruiters. Oh, all of them? Oh, yeah, I love that. I love the Office of Admissions. Yeah, great, I did a lot of work with them. Great people there. Great people there. Um, and then I came to the Orthodox Union. And similarly, you I didn't were mean to working... be a copycat. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I'm flattered. Yeah. I'm oh, honored. no, you should be. Please take it I that should way. Be. Yeah. <laughs> So you're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined by Mayor Fertig, who is the chief communications officer at the Orthodox Union. Today is his second day on the job, um, but just a little bit about the, the job that, that you have ahead of you. How do you begin to tackle being the chief communications officer at the Orthodox Union, which is so big, so large, so vast, covers so many different areas of Orthodox Jewish life in America and abroad? Where do you begin? Well, the flip answer, if you, if you want to know how you tackle, you just you aim for the knees. <laughs> um, Easiest way to bring someone down. Right, but the, the, the serious answer is you do it, uh, I think, and events will... will, will play out and see if I'm right or not, you do it slowly. Um, there's, it's a very, very big job. I'm following, I'm, I'm filling big shoes. David Alvestone was here for many years and uh, did, did, a, did a wonderful job. And uh, there is a plan, there is an idea that there are opportunities to, to move the communications effort of the Orthodox Union forward into, uh, into new areas and, and, uh, and new opportunities. And uh, there, there's a lot to look at, there's a lot to uh, evaluate, a lot to consider. And I think, you know, easy, easy does it is, uh, is, is the answer to your question. 
not to mention also that Emor Ma'adva Seharbe, you know, sure. <laughs> don't make big promises that you can't keep. Um, it rather, you know, quietly and uh, carefully evaluate what, what, what needs there are and then start working on it. That's, that's probably the safest way to get into it, you know, before you just jump in and say, hey, let's do this, let's do this, really learn the land, see what's going on, how everything works. Right. I mean, look, I'd be less than candid if I were to tell you that I came in here without a clue or an idea of sure. some things that I want to accomplish. Of course I did. Um, but, you know, there, there are so many amazing people working in the Office of Communications who do so many different things that uh, really the most important thing is to, to get to know everybody, get to know the players, not only in communications, but across the organization, and, uh, and really see what people's needs are. I mean, the answer to, to the, the most important question in most cases is how can the Office of Communications help you and you and you, all the different people who do the programming work and, and all the other stuff of the Orthodox Union. So... What, what is communications? You know, what, what falls under your purview? That's a good question, and, and it's a, it's a multi-part answer. It's going to be very broad. The, um, the, the most important work of, of communications, uh, from my perspective, certainly my job, is what I sometimes call protecting and defending the reputation of the, of the institution. You know, some people might call that spin. <laughs> But that would be unchar- right. <laughs> that would be a uncharitable and b inaccurate. Um, but you know, media inquiries come in things like that, and they have to be handled carefully, delicately, responsibly, um, and with some with some thought and care. So that that really is the most important thing, because quite frankly, as anybody who's ever seen. Um, you know, a, a, an article about one thing or another might have divined. If you don't deal with with journalists carefully, you can wind up having a problem. So that is definitely something that you, and I'm speaking as a former journalist, I'm not being critical. I consider myself first and foremost a journalist, so I, I, am, I am talking about how to responsibly deal with people who are my colleagues. So you're, re- you're really trying to portray what is the image of the Orthodox Union, what is the image that we want the public to perceive? So that's, that's, a, that's another part of it. Um, is, there, is there some refreshing of the image that needs, uh, that needs work on? Is there, uh, are there misconceptions about the institution out there, about the organization? Are there things that people don't know about the organization? For instance, how many people you know, know more about the OU than Kashrus? Do people realize that Yachad is part sure. of the OU? Do people realize that NCSY, this, that? You know, there are so many things that go on in this building and beyond that people, you know, who don't really pay that much attention to this stuff, they have their own things to worry about in life, may not realize. And it's part of our job to, to help get that awareness out there uh, so that people do know about the things that the OU does. There is an aspect of, uh, of advertising as part of communication, social media, certainly the website, uh, as well as, as I alluded to before, servicing all the different parts of the organization internally for their own communications and marketing needs. All of that falls under the, under the heading of communications. Wow. So, well, I wish you the best of luck in that uh, endeavor looking forward. Thank God I don't have to do it all myself. <laughs> That's always a good thing, too. There are many, many good people already working on it, and Yerat uh, Hashem will continue. Awesome. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. And I'm being joined here by Mayor Fertig, who is the new Chief Communications Officer of the Orthodox Union. Uh, Mayor, what do you think is, you know, being that you had just previously worked at Yeshiva University, what's the hardest part of leaving an old job and the most exciting part or the most nerve-wracking part of starting anew? When you're leaving a job that you really, really, really liked, working with people you really, really, really liked, that's the hardest part. (laughs) <laughs> Saying goodbye is the hardest right. part. So, but I mean, you'll still be you're still in touch with these people. Oh, absolutely, your lifelong and, friends. And there are so many opportunities. Also, I, I I am 
I know from past experience and moving forward, there'll be even more, I think, opportunities for YU and the OU to collaborate on different projects and in and, and, and public and, and, and behind the scenes as well. So I, I do look forward to those opportunities as well. But in terms of leaving, uh, when, when you're someplace where you liked being and are moving on because it's the right thing to do professionally or, or whatever, uh, saying goodbye is definitely the hardest part. But in terms of starting a new job, I think like, like everybody else... Um, you know, everybody has everybody has first day jitters. Right. Sure. Everybody has uh, you know the uh, the thought of how, how do I get my arms around this new this new task this new challenge, and you know, God willing, you you learn through experience that you can do it. You take it like I said before, a step at a time. That's the only way to do it. Otherwise, you'd be foolish. Correct. Right. So, Mayor Fertig, uh, you've also served. You've worked in in um, television and radio and newspapers Secular for media. the last. 20 or so years, what's it like working for WCBS or WABC or ABC News, uh, the Garden State News Network, all these different radio and TV op- opportunities that you've had as a from Jew, as a member of the Orthodox community, what, you know, there probably aren't so many Jews in the field. Uh, there are many, many Jews in the field. There are not that many observant Jews. Ah, okay. Uh, although I will tell you, I, I still remember once being in the CBS Broadcast Center and seeing another guy with the yarmulke get out of the elevator and thinking, holy cow, where did he come from? <laughs> and we became friends. But uh, I think the, the most important thing to know about, about working in, in the secular media and by extension really in any secular workplace and I think many people hearing this will, will, you know, sort of nod their head and agree based on their own experiences. Uh, when you wear a yarmulke in the workplace, when you're identifiably Jewish through your dress, uh, through your name, through uh, you are also hopefully identifiably Jewish through your good actions. And you always have to remember that, you know, your, your purpose that day besides doing your job professionally and well is to make a Kiddush Hashem and to not make a Chil Hashem, God forbid, and uh, to present yourself in the community in the best possible light. But at times, I mean, in general, I think that's that's always really everybody's goal. But in general, you know, there's got to be some times where it's really difficult to, to remember that or to hang on to that. Yeah, I How think you, it's a challenge it, for everybody. It's always an ongoing struggle. It's a challenge for everybody. Uh, you know, for instance, you know, newsrooms are places where there's a lot of, you know, a lot of swearing and kidding around. And, you know, it's like you have to remember I'm wearing a yarmulke and I have to conduct myself accordingly. It's always something good to keep in mind, regardless where you're working, what you're doing, but even more so when you're in that kind of field. But when you are working in the media, there's also certainly going to be those days when, um, you know, when there's a story about Israel or there's a story, you know, about some other identifiably observant person who uh, maybe has gotten onto the, you know, into trouble with the law or something like that. Those days can be difficult. I remember when I walked into the newsroom as a desk assistant early on a Sunday morning many years ago and a, um, and a certain individual uh, had, had put out a press release announcing that he would that day identify when Mashiach was coming. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, and Did the, you get that info early? Were you ready, <laughs> you're ready to go? <laughs> I had my bag packed and everything. Uh, no, that was, it was obviously an absurdity, but, uh, but unfortunately it was a slow Sunday. So when something like that and comes in, kind of everybody there probably also looks to you like, it was, hey, uh, did I, you know? Of course. I mean, it was it was it was a ridiculous thing, obviously, and it was it was the the subject of a lot of laughter. And unfortunately, it was uh, you know you can imagine it was not a very right. not a very pleasant experience. But uh, but these things do happen as well. Uh, on the other hand, I could tell you that throughout really almost all of my time working in, in the secular secular newsrooms, um, people were uh, overwhelmingly um, polite, kind. Um, 
good-natured, good-hearted, interested. Uh, I really never had – I remember one, one, one occasion early on a, on a weekday morning, um, I had excused myself from the newsroom. Uh, I was a desk assistant at the time, and I would ask the producer if I could excuse myself for a few minutes because I would get to work before you could really put on tefillin. And I would go into a uh, into an office or a room that wasn't yet being used. You know, it was still early in the morning, and put on talis and tefillin and daven. And uh, back then, uh, the morning anchor was, um, I, I think she might have been looking for a room to, uh, to to pump breast milk or something for her newborn. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came into, she walked into the room as I'm standing there in talis and tefillin. <laughs> And she was mortified and apologized and withdrew. She was obviously very startled. And she, she, you know, excused herself and went back out. And when I, and I was wondering what, it, what reaction I was going to get when I walked into the studio a few minutes later. Did she have any and, idea what it was you were doing? Yeah, well, the, the, her co-anchor was Jewish. So okay. she probably, he, you know, I'm sure he filled her in. Um, and she said to me, I can't tell you how impressed I am that somebody working in this environment could actually find time to steal away for a few minutes and pray. There you go. I said, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> Either that's it depends how you take that. That could be right. really good or No, like, no. She why? meant it in the best possible no, of course, way. She meant it in the best way. But the fact that in her mind, she was saying that there are people who wouldn't be able to find the three minutes or the five minutes to break away. Right. Or the 23 right, minutes right, or 25 exactly. minutes to break about, away. probably about, you know, 12 or 15 right. minutes. Right. And, a little bit of come on when you're right, down. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that's what she said. She, she, was, she was impressed that somebody could work in the environment that we worked in. Of you know, a bit, first of all, above all, a busy newsroom. I mean, the WCBS radio newsroom has has moments of sheer insanity, like many other newsrooms. But believe me, that one has it in spades. And uh, and she said, you know, for somebody to be able to 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 you know take a break for a few minutes and actually pray, like wow. So that was a good experience. Wow, that's wild. Well, Mayor, I want to thank you for joining me here on the Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network. It was my pleasure. And keep uh, up it's your really been a pleasure. Work. Welcome to the Orthodox Union. It's, we're excited to have you, you and wish you all the, the best of luck as you continue moving on. Thank you very much. So thank you, for everybody, for joining me. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, and you've been listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the Orthodox Union. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And with that in mind, we wish you a great weekend, an incredible week, and enjoy yourselves. Thank you very much. Thank you.